Yeah, so so the importance of memorial, I mean, it goes all the way back into the Old Testament, right? Mm -hmm. With mm -hmm. When they crossed the Jordan River, they had to set up, yeah. they were to set up uh, the stack of stones, mm -hmm. um, uh, Jacob, at any at Bethel, monument, at Bethel, right? Bethel, yeah. So at any given point where there was a accomplishment of God or a, or, or something that was an encounter. Sign yeah, an encounter. significant, something of significance. They were to put a monument up mm -hmm. that I believe has effect in many areas. One is we in living our life, we need to remind ourselves and celebrate the wins. Come on. Yeah, uh, it's in Deuteronomy that God instructed the children of Israel every time they were to go to war, mm -hmm. they were to have the priests come in front and to rehearse all of the victories mm. that the Lord had done. That's good. So, like, you imagine for twenty for a church to make it 20 years mm -hmm. and to thrive, like, where you all are at in this position where God's moving you into the next chapter yeah. and all of the things, the miracles that you mm -hmm. that, that have been happening mm -hmm. around here, mm -hmm. it's a significant thing. It's a significant win for the kingdom of God mm -hmm. that a church is here and thriving and growing the way it is because God's put his hand here. Yeah. We need to celebrate. It. So an anniversary time mm -hmm. is a time to build this memorial, if you mm -hmm. will, and say, hey, 20 years, mm -hmm. this is what's done. And I believe it puts a prophetic energy Definitely. in it. It's like saying Definitely. you were you were talking about how in manifesting when you go to the yeah. next level, that past level has gone away. It's right? I'm not there anymore. We're, we're now in this. And mm -hmm. it's important that as that for that to happen, the church says, OK, I remember all those wins. Thank God. We're now in this phase. God, what are you doing? Just like it's a new chapter, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The day they crossed over Jordan, all that mm -hmm. stuff happened in the past. None of it mattered now. We are now in the promised land and we are moving. They never stayed around the memorial. I mean, even no. Jacob mm -mm. put the memorial there for Bethel, which was the first place he wrestled with God. He moved. He that. left. And then later when it was Bethel, you know, that's the first place at the ladder. You got the ladder of Jacob. That's the first time it's recorded for the presence of God to enter in from heaven that man could Came encounter. Down. A man yeah. encounter. It's words I named it El Bethel, mm -hmm. God's house. But yeah. because it's the one memorial where the presence of God was displayed. Right. And, you know, when you leave a memorial, you think about it. They never stayed there. They put the memorial there to remember the level, right? Mm -hmm. Now they move beyond. They never stayed where the memorial was. Mm -hmm. I mean, Michael Jordan's not sitting outside the arena in Chicago, like by his thing, and yeah. got a house there. Yeah. That's just a memory. Yeah. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. But it is great to have those memories, and then you begin to open your capacity to receive more. Right. And that's where the manifestation comes. And it's like what you, what you were teaching today is it's so crazy, amazing. And it goes with so much what I'm saying. You know, you can never go beyond your revelation. Mm -hmm. The revealed word of God, right? Yeah. And the more, and I love what I love with Bill, he gets the why, you know, not just the how, the what, but the why. Mm -hmm. And I think today it was such a new sound for our people. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and I wasn't even like hoping they get it. I was already confidently expecting they're going to get they're it because get I could it. tell even for service and just knew the expectation. And was you there. had really shared with me what it was, but I knew it'd be some great yeah. revelation. And I was just so impressed with the people, how they soaked it up. Then they responded. Yeah, mass But to me, response. I'm looking at a lot of people that's been here for a while. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot of new couples and people. And I was like, man, yeah. look at them up there. They're they're going in. And, I mean, we were like, way right. is, you know, after yeah. what we normally in. And I'm just going, this is beautiful, man. Yeah, because a memorial, if you think about it, it does. It sets that place. 
in two ways. It's a remembrance of look what the Lord did, mm -hmm. but it's also a line in the sand that that era is over. Mm -hmm. yeah. They never had to cross the Jordan again. No. That good. era is over. Mm -hmm. The wilderness is over. Yeah. And now it's like, all right, well, Lord, what are we going to do now? Yeah. And look what he told Joshua. Do you see Jericho? Mm -hmm. Do you see how I have it all bundled up for you? It's Come already on. yours. I've Come given on. it to you. So it's like a memorial is a time of saying, Lord, thank you. So like today in that service and not being here week in and week out. I don't, there's some, there's some people I do recognize from, from times mm -hmm. of being here, but like, I would know the difference between who was new up there and who wasn't, right. but having all of those new families, the new people, the Lord's mm -hmm. adding, it is so important to do what Paul said was I count everything now in the past Mm -hmm. as it's crap, mm -hmm. right? And I mean, what do I do with yeah. crap? I flush it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I hope this is all right, but this is just real, right? Yeah, real. I flush it. I can't live with it anymore. Right. I, the past is over. It's Every, over. you know, and sometimes that's what the Lord reminds me of is, is those, I have these stories and things that the Lord did in my past. Mm -hmm. And he's always challenged me, but Bill, I want, I want fresh testimony mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Always fresh mm -hmm. testimony. So the fresh testimony of Bethel 2.0, we've, we've on, talked we about it. that yeah, a couple Bethel times. Right? 2 the Bethel 2.0, the stories of the miracle ear opening, yeah. the, the all of these fresh, uh, God freshly revealing mm -hmm. Himself, mm -hmm. right? But it's also to, for the for the people who warred in that 20 years. Yeah. And it, it took some, yeah. like you guys shared today. There's been some, some scars, yeah. and, you know, and it, it's it's you take some hits. Mm -hmm. There's some things that happen, mm -hmm. but now there's like this fresh wind of going. All right, you know what? That was in the past. Yeah. Blush. Mm -hmm. That's it. All that stuff, all the baggage flush. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're coming into Bethel 2.0 now with the Lord's like, it's all fresh now. Mm -hmm. There's a fresh of, of freshness for you all, a freshness mm -hmm. for your leaders, a freshness for the people. So there's this fresh, fresh expectation. I was up on, when I was up there on the stage today, I, what I was hearing was you all have building a specific plan for winning the city of Lexington. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it was your first day mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. The first day you all came. Mm -hmm. And you know that excitement and that fervor yeah. and everything else. And what this is what I thought, I, this is what I felt like the Lord was saying was that... He had those when we when we when we're in a place like this, right? You have the bumps in the road, and oh, the, and, yeah. the, and what happens is is it begins to set mm. limiting belief. That's it. Well, this is a town that doesn't welcome this, or this mm -hmm. is a town that doesn't yeah. do this, or so good. Flush, mm -hmm. flush, all of that because now, just like what we were talking about at dinner, uh, at lunch with uh, what is his name, the, the 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 singer, the famous singer that just became a oh, Christian, uh, Kanye. Kanye West. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when did we ever think? I'm sitting there going, when would have I ever thought I'm sitting at dinner yeah. talking about Kanye West becoming this evangelist for yeah. Christ? Like, I mean, it's bold, right? Yeah. The same expectation of what God wants to do. Mm -hmm. And so I saw that. I was like, I saw how as leadership, what is the vision the Lord is going to download mm -hmm. to win this city now? Mm -hmm. You all have broke through boundary after boundary, mm -hmm. barrier after barrier, and now you're here. And God's doing a whole new thing. Yeah, I think you've, the, you've ran so many religious spirits out of oh this place. God, yeah, it's it's and you know and you know we've had witches here, we've had mm -hmm. to deal with and stuff because they hate the anointing. Yeah, you know, they hate the anointing, and you know, it goes with the whole God thing. You know, we're little Christ, right? Yeah, Christ means anointed one. Right. So we're little anointed ones, right? Yeah. We're little gods and, and so on. But but I think two of the keys is is community and covenant. Mm -hmm. 
Because the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, before they created man in Genesis 1, were in community, and then they created human Adam, but they displayed their community to him, right? Mm-hmm. And then they created male and female. But I look at it through community. When you get a three-stranded cord is not easily broken, when two or more gather my name, they will, you know, yeah. all this. So when you start thinking about the power of community and covenant. And that's one of the things, even with Parker, now the youth pastor, now yeah. he's preaching on the upstairs, just crushed it. It's it's so amazing to Steph and I sit there and watch him. And we look at that, but I also constantly behind the scenes, I'm saying, but it's about community, which, you know, a lot of times it's more him reminding me. Yeah. Box, it's about community. It's about mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. But then again, but you can't, you can't, coexist together unless you're one. Right. And that's where covenant comes in. So I can't be in a covenant with someone that is not walking the same direction mm-hmm. I am because we're divided. Yeah. Right. But but when we're together in unity, and what I believe in my spirit bill is number one, it starts with the head. Right. So mm-hmm. God gives an increase, but he picks a person, right? And it's just like where's Moses, Abraham, whoever Paul, whoever, and then according to the limiting beliefs of that leader, the visionary, because yeah. they're supposed to be standing on the wall yeah. to watch to hear what it is, and when they read it, they run with yeah. it, the vision won't tarry, yeah. but it comes to faith. Mm-hmm. And so I look at my limiting belief as, okay, what do I have to do for me yeah. and to grow, to expand? Because if I'm not growing, I'm dying. And then it puts the pressure on God, not really the pressure, it gives him the door, the avenue to bring increase. Mm-hmm. But the key is, if there is not, and we've had this over the years at Bethel, we'll have growth spurts and then we'll lose some and grow. And what I've come to find out is it's people that really weren't in covenant with me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't always their fault because yeah. a lot of times I didn't. Early on in a ministry, you're constantly the first five years. This is who we are. This is, you know, if you don't Cast like it, I love you. And, you know, go find some place where you can agree. But for yeah. this house, this, then after a while, you kind of just, everybody kind of unconsciously agrees. Yeah. Well, then the new people come into that. And, and you're not they doing don't the have same thing. It, right? Yeah. They don't have the unity. So now I feel this rebirthing like 2.0. Yeah. I went back to our original membership teachings. And I taught it to these 32 new families that's going through our process mm-hmm. right now. And they were like rocking. I mean, they were floating, man. Mm-hmm. They were going wild. And even when I'd run into, oh my God, pastor, that's, <laughs> I've never heard that. I said, you know, that was the first membership class yeah. back 20 years. About, I waited two years before I did membership, 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that what we were doing was bad. It just did not have the two-sided commitment. Yeah. And so that's what I believe. I believe. And then it goes with the head, my covenant with you and Pastor mm-hmm. Isaac and Bishop Oyedepo. Yeah. It's like when we are in covenant and under the same covering, Bishop Oyedepo, then we should not be limited anywhere he is mm-hmm. limited. Yeah. Right? That's exactly Anywhere right. Bishop Oyedepo is not limited, we shouldn't be limited. That's right. So it builds my faith and we encourage one another, right? right? Yeah. Because wait a minute. He's already figured out. He's figured out a formula for that. Yeah. He's got a system for that. He's he yeah. he's understands that law. And then what happens now? That covenant is in action together, mm-hmm. and it creates a healthy community. Yeah, because the community is that life living, mm-hmm. but it's like the covenant is the law. Right. It's the law that's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think one of the keys of 2.0 for all of us, because God's just 
connected us at this 2.0 mm -hmm. crossing, you know, and we were even talking about at lunch, some of the things that like what I'm sharing, like this all began right around 20 years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? So this whole journey, like, exactly. We didn't even know each other back then. And, but, but the Lord did, and he's brought this all together at this 2.0 time, because I feel like even for us and our companies in our, um, what the Lord is doing through our businesses yeah. and everything. We are, we just moved into 2.0. Yeah. Okay. That all kicked off around the same exact time. He gave us a fresh word of, of new authorities that we're moving into and all of these areas. And it's like this cloak came, it's 2.0 time. Come on. And so to do 2.0, 2.0 is one. We talked about the flushing of the past, right? I've got it. I got it. All that stuff. Thank you for every win and every, every, every challenge and everything. Thank you for yeah. all of that. We're done living back there. Flush. Yeah. And now we're able to go, okay, what is the next 20 years? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's the next 20 years going to be? Right. So many people live their, their past is an anchor for them. Yeah. That's it, man. They're so anchored to it. Hurts that it we're done. Yeah. No, but it's, it's an, an anchor. anchor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is totally different. And the difference is an anchor is going to keep you there. Mm -hmm. A foundation I'm going to build up mm -hmm. because now my focus is on where I'm going yeah. and instead of where, instead of where I've been and a healthy part of that. So you think about what launched you originally that we saw that today where you were, where pastor uh, Rod, right? Prayed over you all and, mm -hmm. and sent you out and all of those type of things. And there was that covering. And it came from covenant community. Right. Because there was times I wanted to quit as any young mm -hmm. guy does. I was there nine years. Yeah. I was running the whole local church. Yeah, we talked about the same time. Yeah. Drive off the park lot. I come home. I quit. She's yeah. Like, you can't quit. Yeah. You got to go back. <laughs> and it wasn't anything, that, but, but I was in community yeah. covenant. <laughs> and I knew if I can't honor this house, God won't honor mm -hmm. me. And so yeah. finally the Holy Spirit told me and said, you got to settle it. Yeah. And this was probably just a few years in. you got to settle it yeah. that if you can't serve this man in his house for the rest of your life, yeah. you're not fit to powerful, right? build anything else. Yeah. So we had gotten such peace in that and promotions and growth. And then it's like I'm driving home one day and the Holy Spirit says, it's time. And I'm like, what? Oh, you know, about the time you settle ready. in, yeah. Parker's getting ready to sell it. Not even celebrating it. his first birthday. Yeah, we have a beautiful home. And it's like, but time to go. But it came out of a whole memorial of what community mm -hmm. and covenant. And I told Pastor Rod, I don't think I've ever said this publicly. There was somebody that he really liked that he had hired his friend, mm -hmm. and they were doing some crazy stuff in the Bible college, and they had left, and they were going to try to hurt the school. And we're getting ready to walk out, me and him and his mom and another executive, and. I mean, I won't tell you everything I said because I was very honoring. You know, I would always honor him. But some a holy indignation rose up in me. He said, I'm just, you know, like I said many times myself, I'm tired of this. These people, I, I help him. He's in the ditch. I bring him out. I set him up. I got him. And he's over here trying to destroy our work. You know, you just can't trust people. You, people yeah. have to get, and I said, wait a minute, you know, because he was concerned this guy's just going to go down the road and start school. Yeah. I said, wait a minute. And I just got angry. And I was like, yeah. man, I went angry at him. Right. At the, I at said, what's let me going tell on. you something. Everybody, because he's kind of almost in any way that everybody's like that. And I know yeah. you weren't talking to no. me. He's just bitten yeah. like I do. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, let me tell you something. If I found out you did the most horrible thing in the world, I'll tell you what I said, but it was bad. And you did this, this, and this. I tell you what, I still would not leave you. I right. would honor you. I would love yeah. you. Then if we couldn't agree, we'd work it out. But I'd never hurt you. Yeah. And I want. I don't want you to ever believe yeah. that the majority of people are like that guy. Yeah. You know. And and I mean, and you know, Pastor Rob was my mentor, my spiritual father at the time, man. I'm mm -hmm. honored him. Mm -hmm. But we kind of had that relationship. Maybe I do that once a year, dressed up. He's lining Dalton up, right? Yeah. 
and I learned so many great things. But I, I realized he and I had this covenant. It wasn't even spoken. It was like an unspoken covenant yeah. of honor, but uh, it was two-sided to an extent. And that blessing, and when we sold that $5,000 that day, he didn't expect it. He got he got, he got all excited. He took it mm. to church. He said, they sold a $5,000 seed for a church that doesn't exist. You know, what's God going to do for them? I prayed over, well, what's crazy, Bill? Out of that covenant of us honoring them and sowing that seed, in the first 12 month, months of Bethel, once we started it, uh, our offerings exceeded a half million dollars. <laughs> exceeded 500000 There was $150,000 gift somewhere in there mm-hmm. and one twenty. Other than yeah. that, it's all from a church that didn't exist. First service, about 20-some adults, 40-some people, 42 people. Before, by the first 12 months, and then we would got, finally had gotten up to 225 at the end of the year, the yeah. last two or three months. Yeah. Last year. A half million, a hundredfold return on a $5,000 yeah. seed. We were leaving jobs, selling our big, beautiful home, hadn't sold it yet, had enough money saved up to do us hopefully a year and to do a renovation on a warehouse, a bingo hall. Yeah. And we put everything we had <laughs> and signed a $3,100 a month lease. How are we going to pay that? Yeah. And feed our kid, and but God honored it's faith. it. That's but you faith. know what it was? So awesome. It was faith, but I had a covenant to stand on. Yeah. And what I feel 2.0 from when you came here a year ago, that rekindled that faith in me and that belief. Because sometimes you just feel like you get out there on your own, and you're almost like, do people believe in me anymore? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And it was a divine connection yeah. between us. We oh, know. Yeah. But out of that, what's that done? That's where 2.0 is coming from. Mm-hmm. It's like a different, in a year, it's yeah. like a different church, a different staff. Yeah. And, you're, and the, the covering of, as you mentioned earlier, Bishop Oyedipo, you know, and it's one of the things we, we were talking about this earlier was is that that covering is, they're called winners. This church mm-hmm. is Winner's Chapel, right? And... And he talks about how people in every industry, every every career option, every place of influence, are have winners in them that are all rising to the top. Mm-hmm. Our our covering is to re, to go to the top in every situation that we are supposed to be in. So 2.0 is now, it's this fresh landscape. So Lexington and this whole surrounding area for you all is fresh mm-hmm. landscape. It's as if you've never been here before. It's like you're, there's times when the Lord, like, I feel like he's telling me I'm starting, that we're starting over mm-hmm. in the sense of this 2.0 thing. But he said, the difference is, is you have far more you than you did Back yeah, then, exactly. you have a building already yeah. to launch from. Mm-hmm. You have a team of people, Pastor Mark and then yeah, the, and the yeah, folks around here that are yeah. just so amazing yeah. uh, to work around. The teaching that comes from Pastor Mark and the, and the other people. You didn't have that when you came here. It was the two of no. you, right? That's and it. so your 2.0 is starting with fresh landscape all around oh, you with, with the Lord saying, give me in your heart room, fresh room to give you ideas of taking this city as never before. Come on, like, like what, what is in 2019 going into 2020, what is the Lord's wisdom Mm. 
Mm. Like we were talking about that singer, right? He's saying, I don't do anything that the Lord tells me. Come on, man. He gives me the download of what we need to do. And so there's now going to be a fresh time mm. of prayer, of mm. fasting as a group, mm-hmm. with the sole purpose of seeking the Lord for the fresh landscape. Revelation. What is what is in front of us now, Lord? What is the way you want us to go? The old things that worked that didn't work mm-hmm. are all gone. Now it is. Now what it is is it's fresh landscape. Mm. It's fresh vision on how in 2020... Do I win this city? Yeah. What is what is God's now word for Bethel, for for this area? And I believe, I really believe, from this area will launch influence that grows across the country, that of people who are desperately needing to learn how to walk in what you all have you've had to plow in a hard field, mm-hmm. places that other people would have quit, mm-hmm. other people would have left, and you guys have done that. And now the fruitfulness that's going to come out of the fresh landscape, fresh revelation from God. What is the fresh mm-hmm. word from Him on how to win the lost in this city? Mm-hmm. The fresh way of miracles being done. The fresh ways, like we talked about with that pastor in uh, California. Yeah. Um, about uh, Ron Carpenter. Yes, about yeah, how he's having to reach the Google world, mm-hmm. you know, and it's all of that. what he's doing. We, and, we were in a meeting with him. This yeah. blew us away. Yeah. Vision. And how what God's giving him of, God. mm-hmm. of how to do it. There is the fresh word of how do you win mm-hmm. Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, and the surrounding areas. And then from there, and it is, I just, I feel that so strongly. It's like, Everything in the past, flush, but we're getting to do 2.0, and we have a building, and we've got a staff, and we have people. Got experience that we didn't have. Yeah, experience that you didn't have before, but it's like I can no longer look back. Mm-hmm. I can't look back anymore. I can't look back to any of the failures, mm-hmm. to any of any of it, though the wounds, the any of it. I'm now looking forward, Lord. That's Lord, it. this next 20 years, mm-hmm. we are seeking you. You are our shepherd. We will not want. What is the air? Where do you want us as a group? How, what are the inroads yeah. into our communities? Yeah. And he's going to raise up the people, the people who decide to connect with Bethel and who tie into this mm-hmm. Um, this covering, right? Because it's now going all the way up, mm-hmm. all the way up. They want to tie into winners mm-hmm. to bring the winner anointing, mm-hmm. right? They're going to become, they're going to become influential in the community. Yes. Influential in business and all of that. And it's going to be so key for them. And I, I, when the day I will, I, I believe God will have me to remind them. Just like he told the children of Israel, when you get into this promised land, Come on. and all of a sudden you are now fruitful and prosperous, and all of this because of what I've given you to Come do, on. don't forget whose hand gave That's it right. to you. Don't, don't at that point go, well, I've, I'm too big for this covering, I'm, or I'm too big for God. You know, I, I, got, t- I got too much money now. Mm-hmm. No, you have missed the whole boat. Come You'll on. always remember that you did. the reason why is because the Lord launched Bethel 2.0 for his kingdom, for his glory, for his purpose. And what is it? The 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 former, the the, the former the, rain is was the greater than the latter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that you're like towards the latter the end. rain is greater than the yeah. former rain. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and the, the thing about that too, tying in the thing that really united us, we connected on another issue about our belief in it's one kingdom. Yeah. And we feel that one of the big weaknesses of the church is separating huh. entrepreneurs and business and yes. business leaders and treat them almost like outcasts, yeah. right? And when I look at the whole world and its system, so we know we live in a fallen world, fallen angels leading the world, right? right? Yeah. And then the second Adam, Jesus came. But in that, he has set cultures, which are systems, systems up of how the world does business, how 
the world does family, how the world mm-hmm. does sex, how yep. the world does entertainment. But the cool thing is God has a system called the blessing. And that's another word for blessing in the Hebrew. Well, it's a top and shadow of is systems that the blessing system mm-hmm. is what God really gave Abraham. He gave yeah. the blessing system and the operating system is the word. So now we can reprogram, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The word and God's system in finances, in family, in ministry, in in business mm-hmm. and all that. And and what I believe is the number one thing that every culture that transforms a secular or church it has to train leaders. Mm-hmm. It has to train people. And what I feel in my spirit, and I think you agree with this, is it's one thing that we, we constantly as a church focus on training people to be disciples and better Christ followers and how to handle your kids and how to raise your kids and you know how to get out of debt and how to serve God and how to get healed. But the thing that I believe is there's a whole entrepreneurial kingdom, part of that kingdom that's in the dark, right? Mm-hmm. And it needs training yeah because they're hungry because they are really great working in the system they're in but they're not getting the apostolic structure and the apostolic revelation Mm -hmm. when you like the reason i believe you've excelled so much is operating under an apostolic anointing on your life and Mm -hmm. taking it seriously and applying it to the business skills and so yeah we had a word i had a word here beginning this year and it came from my relationship with you right but the word is, I just spoke it out prophetically that we'll have at least 70 businesses start or be associated with Bethel in 2019. Amen. My gosh, I mean, we're well over 30 now. Wow. We had someone cleaning our facilities and carpets before you got here that started that's a new your, business. That's a new business. Yeah, and then his daughter started a business and his son-in-law started a business. And then that's three businesses in one yeah. family that are functioning, operating. Uh, a, a service in here, a food service. Young oh, lady wow, was that good? Great What's that called? Uh, what is it called? A chef. Chef's. Yeah, bring a chef. Bring a chef. What a fantastic. So cool. It was awesome, wasn't it? That was amazing. So since you've been here last time, out of that prophetic word, there were two businesses serving you today. Brand new. Brand new, dude. (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean? One is already multi-generational. Oh, thank you, Lord. But the power of covenant. Yes. One vision. Yes. Right? And community. That's so good. Yeah, and, and, and what you all do here. There is how we connected mm-hmm. was the start of the relationship mm-hmm. is the the understanding that uh, pastors um, that are in the nonprofit pastoral role mm-hmm. versus the for-profit pastors the non-for-profit pastors which has been the predominant one called you know pastors or you know the ones that have been in the five-fold ministry in the non-for-profit space They've used terms like, you know, when I was called into the ministry or when I, I left business and then I came to do ministry. And we use these terms and all we're doing is shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, come on. We, we are just, we're hurting ourselves because every time we say something That's like, like that. That's like saying, well, when I was a teenager. Yeah. To your kid, and right. they're like, they just shut y'all. You're just like, you're done. Well, that was a long time. Yeah, ago. I mean, and, you, you can't relate to me right. at all. And the know? fact that I've been on both sides, so I've been on the, you know, on on a pastoral. Mm-hmm for non-for-profit side, and I've been pastoring now for many years in the for-profit side. And the non-for-profit side is, it. it I, I, I saw that, and I saw the result of that when people come in and sit and visit with me, and they're saying, well, you know, I, I, what I want to do is I, I, I want to be in the ministry, mm-hmm. and I'm out here being an electrician or a plumber or whatever. 
And I heard it over and over and over again. And we're shooting our ministers in the feet. We're shooting them in the leg, not helping them to realize that you are the ministry. If you're a pastor or or prophet in the non-for-profit space, right, you're not in the ministry. Mm -hmm. You're in the equipping that's what Ephesians says, yeah, right? Yeah. It says, I've called apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist to equip for the, the perfecting of the saints, yeah. for the work of the ministry. the ministry. Who's doing the work of the ministry? The work of the ministry is done by the people who are in those seats Custodians, on Sunday. Custodians, attorneys, That's right. accountants, That's right. teachers, bus yeah. drivers, taxi drivers. I mean, so you, you, the they're the ones in a place and meeting people that Jesus loved, that Jesus died for, that that you as a pastor or church leader of some kind, and uh, a a non for profit pastor, you're never going to get in that that space, right? They're going to hear you come in and they change colors, right? They're they yeah. chameleon out real good. Yeah. Oh, sorry for my language, pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not real. They're not going to be real. But the guy who is running a business, who is God has called to pastor in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And he's out there running that business and hiring people and serving people and all that. He will be in places where he can be real with those people. I've gotten to pray with people. Um, and when I, when, when the Lord called me to go into the ministry in the for-profit space, I was at the time pastoring in the non-for-profit space, right? And so when he called me, it was interesting because all of a sudden I, I came home one time and I told Natalie, I was like, I'm really feeling God stirring me to go and pastor in the marketplace. And I said, you know what? I am, I miss hearing the F word. Mm-hmm. Now think about that from a religious standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where I sort of, I am plastic and totally real. right. And it's yeah. nothing we're not yeah. supposed to, I'm not, I'm not telling people to be using bad language. That's what I'm talking about. I missed being in the world in a place where I can meet people where they need to be met with, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Where they're not, they have no idea. When they come in, no idea. You don't see who they are, no, right? no. They're putting on a face oh, for the yeah. pastor and all that. Well, then when you're out in business and when you're out in business and people are dropping F bombs and they're just doing their, they're, they're, doing their thing because that's who they are. And and you don't judge them. We're not there to judge anybody. We're there to love them and we are there to be pastors in the marketplace. And you and and then you begin to pray. You begin you learn how to take spiritual authority in the marketplace. You learn what you're supposed to do in the marketplace for the Lord to be expand the kingdom there. And and all of a sudden it comes full circle and God opens up a door and all of a sudden you're talking with them about stuff. And that that was a, one of the original ideas, and that now, one of the original reasons of us connecting. And now, to hear the Lord launching all of these businesses, he's doing it for multi, multiple reasons. One is, is that's how he takes a city. Yeah. Yeah. He takes a city through Christian business leaders going out and 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 pastoring in the marketplace. So every Sunday when they come in, this is a place for them to get equipped yeah. to get out there and get the ministry done. Mm-hmm. And if they keep going, well, I sure wish I was called into the ministry. There's a there's an in, innate uh, hunger mm-hmm. for believers to be in the ministry because they are. And it's an identity. They are. Problem. It's an identity they, problem. They don't know their identity. They see you because, as the man of God. Yeah, and, and they're the yeah. And, and they feel they're lesser and they're not. Yeah. And it's it's an identity issue. There is a Hebrew word. The Hebrew word for when God said, when he first made man and he set man and he told them to go out and that they were to work the, the, the you know, tend and garden, keep the, mm-hmm. the garden. And the Hebrew word is the same, the same for work. As it is for ministry. It is. It's the same word. And in, I'm, the, in the Greek, it's dakonia. Okay. It's right? the same word. And it means many uh, 
It means many, like many works. Yeah. Menial, menial tasks. Yeah, so to serve the Lord. It's a lot of different. I say, I've just got more menial tasks in certain areas than you do. Than you do. Than you do the other. Right, but it's all ministry. It's all ministry. you do under the Lord is ministry. It's all ministry. And it is where, for the Lord to lead us into this next chapter and this next phase, as as the for the kingdom of God as a whole, is for business leaders to rise up. Come on. Now, and say, I'm not abdicating the man of God work the woman of God work to the pastors, mm-hmm. I'm that. Mm-hmm. And I'm called and I'm equipped mm-hmm. and I've, I, it's on me to get the word in my heart and in my life and to exercise my faith and to put these, mm-hmm. these principles together, not just going, oh, I go to church and I put my well, tithe. Out there and, where the seat of authority is. That's it. You're yeah, on the we front all, line. It, we're all fighting flesh and blood, but principle yeah. is power, wickedness, evils, and high places. Yeah. Well, you can sit in a church building and pray about those seats. But we're in the business world. You're sitting at their table. You are at the and table. And you can take over. Yeah. And you are filled with the Holy Spirit. You are you are anointed to be there. And that's why I, I know for Bethel 2.0, I love to hear that, that God is raising up business, business leaders to expand the pastoral apostolic work onto the front line, mm-hmm. right there where the seat is. Yeah. And they understand that pastors are here to equip us. Yeah. We are here to go do the work of the ministry. It, and when that revelation comes real in a person's mm-hmm. heart and life, where they understand I'm walking out of this door to create, mm-hmm. I'm walking out this door to expand the kingdom of God into where I'm going, everything changes in your business. Mm-hmm. It's not just about P&Ls. P&Ls are so important. Mm-hmm. Balance sheets, they're so important. And you need to be doing your business well and you need to be profitable. But what it's about is God is using that as a venue to bring in his anointing yeah. into that place mm-hmm. and change people's lives. Well, and it, <clears throat> I think, too, what a lot of times what we do in our marriage, couples, you know, they kind of go back and forth over years. And maybe this lady wanted this. She loved this big outgoing guy. He was a man's man. And after about 20 years, she's tamed him down. And she don't even like the guy she tamed, in a sense, <laughs> or vice versa. I had this hot wife, and now she's like got to be this little mouse. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of times pastors do that to business entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. They come in and says, "But well, I'll get them mm-hmm. under control of their language. And before long, they lose their edge yeah. because they've lost their identity. Yeah. They're trying to shape themselves into the figment of some rules and yeah, religious, religious never thing. never being empowered. And the greatest empowerment is to let someone know who they are. Yeah. You don't have to tell them how to be. Yeah. I mean, my boys know who they are. Right. They're, they're my sons and stepsons. sons. Yeah. But I'm not there every day saying go left, go right, go right. here. But there's certain things Daltons yeah. do and don't do, <clears throat> yeah. right? Because yeah. we're Daltons, right? Yeah. And I tell them sometimes it's not just your name, boy. Mm-hmm. My name's on there, so you know. Yeah, and the and the what happens in that scenario is is it becomes all about the work of the in the four walls. Yeah. So well, where are you serving the Lord? And I've sat with pastors, and I've had some good negotiation. Not well, maybe not negotiations is the right word. Con- good conversations about that. I'm like, look. What you're telling your people is that the only work that matters is what happens in these four walls. And then you're wondering why they're not expanding the kingdom where they're at. So, well, where'd you sign up? We're all supposed to be at the work of the church. We're supposed to be all in the work of the ministry. You're missing it, pastors. You're missing it. That is, let them focus out there encouraging the work of the ministry that happens outside the four walls. You know, one, one, one pastor was, he would make rounds to all of his business leaders during the week and he would just show up at their business just saying, Hey, is there anything I can pray with you about? And is there anything I can talk to you about? And his, what his focus was is that, look, I'm here to serve you on the front lines. Mm -hmm. And it was his way of doing that. You guys are doing that in a very unique way with the things you're teaching, the courses you're, 
Yeah, yeah and all that. Edge calls. Yeah. I was. I've never heard of anybody doing that. Where you're pouring into those leaders one hour a week to help them to grow. You're communicating it. So, but it's like I had multiple business owners <clears throat> of our new business owners. Well, you know, we got Zach, who's the assistant general manager at Jeff Ruby's. Oh yeah, served us great last man. Night. He's amazing. amazing. Then yeah. I got Michael Avery has his financial wealth. Yes, I got. Uh, yeah. Terry No, who just started his new business, and he's one his daughter started a business, and his mm. and her her guy. So, I mean, there's multiple people on just one call that I have that are, and some of them, you know, they're starting businesses after being on my call. I'm just mm -hmm. growing them as a leader. Now yeah. they're starting businesses. Yeah, but it's contagious. But that's a beauty when you take a hundred, hundred and ten of your leaders and you're pouring into them in yeah. a way that's different than the four walls. Man, they start identifying who they really are. Yeah, it's awesome.